Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Between abolitionist Frederick Douglass and Maryland's incoming governor. A word of caution about zombie deer. I'm Ralph Fox. Two women in a rideshare shot in the district. Details ahead. It's one o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. Late Saturday night, President Biden declared that a major disaster exists in California. That means an order for quick federal aid to supplement local recovery efforts as storm after storm batters the state, helping with a long drought but causing flooding, landslides, and mudslides. How bad? Well, at least 19 deaths blamed on the storms. For all the focus that is wildfires in the state of California, just consider the last two years. We never had anything like that in terms of civilian deaths. So these weather events have taken more lives in the last two years than wildfires. That's how deadly these are. Governor Gavin Newsom, although there are big differences in the Biden and Trump responses to documents marked classified found in their homes, the Biden White House announced more of them on Saturday. Republicans are using this opportunity to call President Biden a hypocrite after his criticism of former President Trump. And Democrats, while they've been quick to point out the differences between the two cases, including the number of documents, about 300 were seized or recovered from Mar-a-Lago, and the fact that President Biden is cooperating with the National Archives and the Department of Justice, privately some West Wing staffers and Democratic officials have expressed frustration at the way the White House has slow-rolled this information. Correspondent Christina Ruffini. Now to the capital of Ukraine, once again under missile attack from Russia, as are other regions. Correspondent Deborah Petta reports the bloodiest battle is now for control of the eastern town of Solodar. Instrumental in this push, Russian oligarch Yevgeny Prigozhin, who wants his Wagner troops to get all the credit. He released this footage claiming he was in Solodar, handing out medals to his men. They captured it in two weeks, he boasted. They're probably the most experienced army in the world. The truth is, these men are convicts, recruited from prisons around Russia and pardoned under dubious circumstances in exchange for fighting on the front line. Britain now plans to help Ukraine with tanks. Now, correspondent Michael George looking into the ever higher price of eggs. What was once a cheap breakfast staple in almost every kitchen has somehow become a luxury. Item. It's like $8 a dozen for a jumbo egg, which is ridiculous. Even as inflation is cooling, the cost of eggs keeps rising. Last January, the average price for a dozen eggs was under $2. But by December, it had more than doubled to over 4 The main reason for the skyrocketing price is the deadliest outbreak of avian flu in U.S. history. Tens of millions of birds have died or been slaughtered. NFL playoffs, Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars coming from way back to edge the Chargers 31-30. San Francisco beat Seattle 40 Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. 103 on Sunday morning, January 15, 2023. 27 degrees feels colder than that into the teens and lower 20s overnight. Factor in that wind, it's downright unpleasant. Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. Top local stories we're following. 
this hour. It's been a week since 13-year-old Karan Blake was shot and killed in D.C.'s Brooklyn neighborhood. Now, D.C. Council member Brooke Pinto is calling for release of body cam video of the police encounter with the man believed to have shot the teen. Our team coverage begins with WTOP's Stetson Miller. It is really important to answer the calls that is, are so robust right now from our community. Councilmember Pinto says she wants to make sure there's public trust in the investigation of the shooting of Karan Blake. D.C. police say he was shot and killed by a man who believed he was breaking into cars back on January 7th. But he hasn't been identified or charged, prompting outrage from the community. The video is from officers who responded to the shooting, but Pinto says she can't disclose what happened in it to maintain the integrity of the investigation. I cannot comment on the substance of the video. Um, I will say I don't currently have any reason to believe that MPD is not following their proper and appropriate procedure here. She urges patience as it continues. We have a justice system that allows for and requires a thorough investigation before things like names and images of folks um, and suspects are released. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. Meanwhile, on Saturday, plenty of kids were among the mourners at a neighborhood sunset ceremony for Karan Blake. WTOP's Dick Iuliano was there. Karan's grandmother thanked friends and neighbors. And Reverend Dr. Loretta Houston of St. John's Baptist Church offered prayers and support. We're on a weekend for Martin Luther King where it's supposed to be peace and love and happiness. So we just want to give them love. D.C. police say Karan Blake was shot to death by a Northeast D.C. homeowner who told police he saw Karan breaking into cars. Robert Branham of the D.C. branch of the NAACP says there must be transparency. So that uh, we can get a clear comprehension as to what happened. The Sunset Vigil released black and blue balloons into the cold night air and chanted justice for Quran. Dick Giuliano, WTOP News. It's 105. When Maryland Governor-elect Wes Moore takes his oath of office for Wednesday in Annapolis, he'll be putting a hand on a Bible once owned by Frederick Douglass, the Maryland native born into slavery only to become one of the nation's leading slavery abolitionists. According to the Washington Post, Moore describes himself as a student of Douglass, and he is not only an admirer, but someone who is a true connoisseur of his life his teachings, and of his writings. The governor-elect recently sought permission to use the well-worn vinyl from the National Park Service, which has custody of it. For the swearing-in ceremony, it will be placed in a specially designed protection container to be held by Moore's wife, Dawn. Only the incoming governor's hand will actually touch the Bible. It was a gift to Douglas in 1889 from the Congregation of Washington's Metropolitan African Methodist Episcopal Church. A word of caution for hunters or anyone who may come across deer in Fairfax County. Virginia's Department of Wildlife Resources says the first case of chronic wasting disease has been found in Fairfax County. Some call it the zombie deer disease. It's known to affect deer, elk, and moose. CWD is a progressive and fatal illness, which to date has not affected humans, but the state strongly recommends you have deer tested at one of several locations in Loudoun and Fairfax County. Hunters are encouraged to continue the hunt. Over 750 have been tested since 2019, with only one positive result. Ralph Fox, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, one of the teens involved in the carjacking that left the commander's running back shot enters a plea. It's 107. What's one of your favorite memories? <laughs> That's a tough question. Um... Well, there was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest back when I was maybe like eight or nine. 
And um, I can remember one night we were laying out in our hammocks and we were just, you know, watching the trees rustling in the wind above us and we could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and the creek running nearby. It was amazing. It felt like we were a part of it all. I don't know if I do it justice trying to describe it, but I'll definitely never forget it. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. It's 108. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Carlos Ramirez is in the WTOP Traffic Center. Indeed I am. Thank you so much, Ian. Very good morning to you. As of now, the outer loop of the Beltway is still dealing with a work zone. It is after the American Legion Bridge. They're blocking the majority of the right-hand side of the roadway as of now. Has just a single left lane getting by the work crew as you head past 193. All things will open up once again. Inner loop of the Beltway, it is a little slow still as you make way between Route 50 and 66, though I don't see any work zones right now. Just running a little bit slower than usual. Nothing to write home to mom about. I-95 looks good. 395 looks great. Southeast-Southwest freeways quiet. No issues on the outer loop of the Beltway. Headed across the Wilson Bridge into Maryland. Northbound 210 had a crash near Palmer Road. It looks like it's been taken care of. Outer loop of the Beltway. They are still running an accident scene after Pennsylvania Avenue. Never got eyes on it. Never got it confirmed. But there is still a little bit of a delay there after Pennsylvania Avenue. Watch out for any response there. 50 from the Beltway out towards the Bay Bridge. No issues right now as you uh, head it towards Annapolis. However, across the Bay Bridge itself, they are uh, running uh, wind restrictions right now, which basically means if you have an oversized vehicle, a box truck, anything that will be dramatically affected by high winds, you will not be allowed across. If you drive a large vehicle, you probably know the deal. Down in Virginia, as I mentioned, the inner loop of the Beltway looks good past 395. Still crowded in the district there as you head towards DuPont Circle. Basically, all lanes headed to DuPont. It is very crowded. Watch out for pedestrians out and about. It is a Saturday night after all. Watch out in U Street as well as over in Ad- Adams Morgan. Uh, Third Street Tunnel looks good. No issues on New York Avenue as you head towards Bladensburg Road. It is crowded on Bladensburg Road. A few events going on down there near New York Avenue. Watch out for them. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller scrapes the frost off this Sunday morning forecast. We're going to watch very chilly weather here to continue to stick around for the morning hours. We have air temperatures in the teens and 20s. By the afternoon hours, we're in the middle 40s. And a mostly sunny sky can be anticipated for the balance of your Sunday. Winds will settle down here into the afternoon. Tomorrow, sunshine in the morning. Clouds will be returning in the afternoon. And for your Martin Luther King Day, Monday will be milder with highs in the middle 50s. We're in the middle 50s with some rain showers on Tuesday. Near 60 with sunshine on Wednesday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. 27 in Rockville. It's 28 in Ashburn. 29 in District Heights. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 111. Two women are in the hospital after being shot in the district while in a rideshare early Saturday. D.C. police say they responded to a reported shooting at the intersection of Georgia Avenue and Morton Street Northwest around 1240 Saturday morning. When they got there, officers found evidence of a shooting, but no victims. Not long afterward, police were notified two women had been dropped off at a local hospital with gunshot wounds, both women conscious and breathing, and now we know they were transported to the hospital by their rideshare driver. 
Police say they have now interviewed the two victims. The investigation ongoing. It has been nearly five months and commanders running back Brian Robinson was shot during an attempted carjacking in the district. Now one of the teens involved in the case has entered a plea in court. The 17-year-old who has not been identified because of his age is pleading guilty to assault with a dangerous weapon and carrying a pistol without a license. The Washington Post says the team will be committed to the custody of D.C.'s youth services until he's 20. The 17-year-old and a 15-year-old tried to rob Brian Robinson in Northeast in August. In court, it was revealed that the 15-year-old is accused of pulling the trigger. He's pleaded not guilty and goes to trial January 24th. Robinson missed four weeks of gains recovering from being shot twice in the leg. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. It's 112. Police say they thought they were talking online to kids, but now more than half a dozen suspected child predators are behind bars in Virginia. Here's WTOP's Michelle Marillo. Last month, Fairfax County Police started a sting operation looking for predators who were searching for children online. So detectives posing as children logged into various internet sites and the suspects started talking to them, initiating explicit conversations. Then they wanted to meet in person. When the men showed up at the meeting point instead of children, they found handcuffs waiting. In all, the seven men who ranged in age from their 20s to their 50s are facing 49 felony counts. Michelle Marillo, WTOP. A 56-year-old woman in Indiana is facing charges after police say she repeatedly stabbed an 18-year-old Indiana University student in the head on a public bus because the victim is Asian. The victim told investigators she was attacked while waiting for the exit doors to open on a Bloomington Transit bus on Wednesday. A witness followed the woman's attacker and contacted police. They later arrested Billy R. Davis of Bloomington. She's been charged with attempted murder and aggravated battery. Police say Davis told them she attacked the young woman with a folding knife because it, quote, would be one less person to blow up our country, unquote. The victim is being treated for her injuries. Just ahead on WTOP, Super Wildcard Weekend underway in the NFL. Frank Hanrahan with Day One Details. It is one thirteen. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 114. There was this one time I went camping with my parents in a forest back when I was maybe like eight or nine. It was amazing. We could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and a creek nearby. I'll definitely never forget it. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. It's a big world. But the news you care about most is what happens around Washington. We have more reporters covering more local stories live every day. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 115 with Frank Hanrahan. Was it a great comeback or an epic collapse? You be the judge. No matter what, it was Jacksonville hitting a game-winning field goal. 31-30, Jags knocking off the Chargers, who were up 27 to nothing, and saw that lead slip away. And in the end, Jaguars get the victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. Earlier, it was San Francisco taking care of Seattle 41-23 as the uh, Niners have won 11 in a row. Rookie quarterback Brock Purdy had three touchdown throws and a touchdown run for the Niners. On the ice, Alex Ovechkin scored his 30th goal of the year, but Caps fall to the Philadelphia Flyers 3-1. For Ovi, it's career goal 8-10, 400th career goal scored at home, and he's reached the 30-goal mark for the 17th time in his 18-year career. College basketball on Saturday. Virginia takes care of Florida State, 67-58. Howard comes back and beats Norfolk State, 86-84. George Mason beats Davidson, 67-65. American loss to Lehigh, 78-61. Navy drops one to Loyola, 69-67. GW falls to St. Louis, 81-74. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. It's one sixteen. You might soon be saying goodbye to some of those airline perks that became common during the pandemic. Here's WTOP's Del Walters. The CEO of Delta says that if everyone feels special, no one feels special. Airlines upping the ante when it comes to perks during the pandemic to keep their planes in the skies. But now that the pandemic is in the rearview mirror, the travelers have returned and are willing to pay for those perks. As a result, Delta, United, and American are making it harder to get things like free lounge passes and better seats. Another thing that might be on the chopping block first class on some longer flights with more and more travelers seeking business class instead. Dale Walters, WTOP News. The Pentagon is considering providing pay or providing back pay to former service members who were discharged for refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now that the mandate has been repealed, the military had already stopped discharging troops who refused the shots. Politico reports a statement opens the door to reinstating troops who believe they were let go, stipulating that service members and veterans may apply to correct their records. Coming up, after traffic and weather, top stories we're following for you this hour. The White House's lawyers for President Biden found more classified documents at his home this week than were first revealed. Nineteen people have died in storms and flooding in California as the state continues to get battered by severe weather. Russia launches a big wave of missile attacks in Ukraine as Britain becomes the first Western nation to offer tanks to Ukraine. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Ian. If you're headed northbound on New Hampshire Avenue, unfortunately, they are still dealing with the accident scene that does involve an overturned vehicle northbound New Hampshire Avenue at the intersection of Rittenhouse Street. That's where the crash activity is. Follow police direction there. There should be a decent work around. Northbound 270. Earlier crash cleared after 370. No worries southbound as you make way down towards the Beltway. Uh, 32, the accident scene is on the ramp from Burnt Woods Road onto northbound 32. You are seeing delays there as you head northbound on 32. It's likely that they're blocking the right-hand side of the roadway there on your through lanes. Watch out for them. I-95 BW Parkway looking good. No issues on 29 and Beltway traffic headed to and from 95 looks great. 50 from the Beltway out towards Annapolis and no delays. However, keep in mind they are uh, running uh, wind restrictions currently across the Bay Bridge, which basically means if your vehicle is large enough that high winds will affect 
your drive across, you will likely not be allowed across. In Virginia, things are quiet on 66 and I-95 in either direction. Beltway traffic looks good. Just watch out for the work crew that's on the outer loop after the American Legion Bridge headed towards 193. You'll have just a single left lane getting by, though no delays because of it. Traffic seems to be running at speed despite only having a single lane getting by. No issues on 28, the Dulles Toll Road or 66 inside the Beltway. Southeast-Southwest Freeway looks good, and the 3rd Street Tunnel does as well. 1-866-304-WTOP is, of course, the traffic tip line. The D.C. Sports Huddle, sponsored by MGM National Harbor. Visit the Bet MGM Sportsbook and Lounge at MGM National Harbor today to make your sports opinions count. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller with this frosty forecast to start your Sunday morning. Atmospheric high pressure beginning to settle into the region. We're going to continue with some gusty winds through the morning hours. And under mostly clear conditions, our air temperatures, they're pretty much the coldest they've been so far for the month of January. We're going to see highs today with sunshine into the middle 40s. The winds will be gusty at times through the afternoon, but it'll start to settle down here into the evening. Looking towards your Monday for the Martin Luther King Day holiday forecast, sunshine in the morning, a noticeably milder day by the afternoon with highs in the middle 50s, and clouds will start to increase into the afternoon and evening on Monday ahead of our next weather system. That's going to bring us some precipitation in the form of rain showers on Tuesday, high temperatures Tuesday in the mid to upper 50s, near 60 with sunshine, looking at Wednesday's forecast and a high likelihood of rain showers in the region on Thursday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. Upper Marlboro, 29 degrees. It's 28 in Centerville, 30 degrees in the nation's capital. Brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, what are the best and worst jobs in America now? 121. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. 122. How was your drive to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. This message is for Karina. Our mom will finish her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Amadith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 
WTOP News. It's 123. Last year's Republican nominee for Maryland governor is taking a complaint about early vote counting to the U.S. Supreme Court. Maryland's highest court affirmed the lower court's ruling that allowed the state to count mail-in ballots before Election Day back in November. And in his high court petition, Republican Dan Cox argues that the judge's ruling is flawed. Cox's attorney argues the circuit court judge in Montgomery County incorrectly allowed the State Board of Elections to start counting mail-in ballots in October. The state claimed it needed to start early because of the expected large amount of mail-in ballots. The Baltimore Sun reports that Cox's petition claims the local judge relied on language and state election law that gives courts flexibility to protect the electoral process in emergencies. Ann Kramer, WTOP News. After several shootings in the Commonwealth, Democrats in Virginia State Senate have announced a series of new gun prevention, gun violence prevention bills. One bill would require gun owners in Virginia to lock up their guns at home when children are around. Senator Jennifer Boisco, who's sponsoring the legislation, says the bill would stop tragedies like the shooting in Newport News that happened last week when police say a six-year-old shot their teacher at school. Another piece of legislation introduced would ban the purchase and manufacture of assault-style weapons made after a certain date, while a third proposed law would make it illegal to sell parts of a gun without serial numbers to try to prevent the creation of ghost guns. State Senate Democrats say the bills are common-sense firearm safety laws to address the gun violence epidemic. Republicans criticize some of the legislation, including Senator Boisco's bill, saying on Twitter that it would only make it harder for people to protect their property and families. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. Montgomery County leaders will decide whether or not to keep the streetery on Norfolk Avenue in Bethesda. The alfresco dining area became very popular during the pandemic. The question Montgomery County is asking... Five or ten years in the future, what does Norfolk Avenue look like? Matt Johnson is with Montgomery County's Department of Transportation. So, for example, we could remove the curbs and make it all level and have it all be like sidewalk elevation. If we were to close it to cars, we could maybe put trees there or a fountain or other kinds of features. Or maybe we don't do those things. But Johnson says the county's also aware of other needs that have to be addressed, like trash pickup, loading space, and even pickup and drop-off locations for ride shares and food delivery drivers. What we really want to do now is get feedback. Find a link to the survey at WTOP.com or attend a public meeting in March. John Dome in WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55 with Ann Cates. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Planning to look for a new job in the coming months? Being a software developer is ranked as the best job of 2023. Bloomberg reporter Joe Constance. It was a bit surprising perhaps seeing it up there given all the layoffs that we're seeing. And I think one of the things with that to keep in mind is there's so much demand for developers outside the tech industry. So the job prospects are still very robust. At the bottom of the heap, retail sales associate. Constance says a Harvard study found being a store clerk is not always rewarding. Customers at retail stores are getting ruder. The researchers there attributed a lot of that to stress, you know, from the pandemic and inflation, whatever it's coming, but it's not pleasant for folks to have to deal with on the front line. Plus, COVID-19 changed things for many employees. During the pandemic, a lot of folks shifted out of roles like retail, where long hours, low pay, stressful conditions dealing with, with folks. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ann Cates on WTLP. After traffic and weather, more classified documents found at President Biden's Delaware home. It's 127. George Wallace here. Okay, the holidays are over, but there's always that one